0: You're listening to Twin Day, a show all about empowering black and brown entrepreneurs to thrive. This podcast is powered by Bank of America. Twin Day, meaning let's go in Ki Swahili, is a Tennessee accelerator program that's leveling the playing field for Black and Latina founders. I'm Brittany Cole, Chief Equity and Inclusion Officer at the Nashville Entrepreneur Center and your host of the Twin Day Podcast. You can expect to hear stories of entrepreneurs thriving in their businesses, insights from organizations that support founders of color, and get access to resources to help you grow and scale your business. For more content like this, visit Twin Day .com and follow anywhere you get your podcasts. Let's dive in. As an entrepreneur, particularly in the early phase of your journey, you are often the writer behind your emails, to new leads, newsletters, and even blogs if you're trying to build thought leadership. So on today's episode, we have award-winning journalist, associate editor for national content for the business journals, Mark Burnett. Mark, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Awesome. So tell us, let's get to know you a little bit better. Tell us about your story, where you're from, a little bit about maybe what you wanted to be when you grew up and how you got to where you are today.
1: Yeah, I grew up in a small town, uh, Gadsden, Gadsden, Alabama, in uh, northeast Alabama, a little bit outside of Birmingham. And I went to school at the University of Alabama, and I started my career as a sports writer. And, you know, I did that for about 10 years before transitioning into business journalism. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a doctor, lawyer, lawyer the typical things. Um, but I really did enjoy writing, and I uh, enjoyed sports. So one day I was sitting in the student union at the University of Alabama, and one of my friend's uh, name was on the front page of the student paper. And he so happens to walk in, I'm like, you didn't tell me about this? How'd you, how'd you get this? And he's like, if you go over to the CW, the Crimson White, Uh, which is what the student newspapers call, if you volunteer, you can work your way up and you can start covering football and you can, um, they'll eventually start to pay you. So I did that. I was covering, you know, all the small sports, uh, you know, doing radio, writing, some TV hits, different things like that. And eventually, you know, got on to cover the football team. And as they say, the rest is kind of history.
0: So it sounds like you started, you weren't trying to get into writing, but you um, had a friend that maybe we'll say kind of, steered you in that direction so do you feel like you were always confident in your writing like how did you build your confidence in being a writer
1: yeah I've always been confident in my writing ability um a lot of a lot of writing is just kind of rewriting um and kind of doing it over and over again it really is practice like that's how you kind of get better at writing you have to constantly be working that muscle um yeah there's obviously some people who are just super gifted and they sit down and every draft they put out is incredible but that Typically, that's not the writer mindset. It's like, oh, I had this great sentence. I hated that great sentence. It's a little bit better. I hated that as well. And you've changed it 17 times to the point where you're like, that original idea is sometimes isn't even there. But, yeah, I've always been confident. It's just one of those things where you have to kind of do it over and over again. And a lot of that comes from the audience. Like, that's one of those things where, as a writer, it's kind of like a chef. You have to be on every single day because, you know, if you send a meal out and somebody doesn't like it, then they're going to let you know about it and they may never come to your restaurant again. Similar, you know, if you're a writer and somebody doesn't like how you present the news or how you present the facts or they don't trust your judgment, they may stop reading your publication. So you really have to be on it kind of every day uh, in a way that I don't think a lot of people think about.
0: So how do you how do you know when you're on it? Tell us a little bit about, like, How do you know if your writing is good?
1: Honestly, a lot of times you, I personally don't know until after the fact. Um, I'll read I'll read something back and I'll be like, wow, you're really in your bag today. <laughs> like, that was great, uh, you know. But then sometimes you'll read some stuff back and people will praise you for that and you'll like, uh, I don't know if I had it that day, right? Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things, it, it all can be dependent on your mood, um, the reporting you've done, the facts you've gathered, and sort of the tricks of the trade you learn over, over time doing it, you know, the 10-plus year career. Uh, but for me, it's one of those situations where sometimes I read a story back and I'm just like, man, you you... You should be getting paid to do this. You're really good at it.
0: <laughs> so do you ever, so talk to us a little bit about your process. Do you ever allow like other people to read your writing to get a sense before you put it out?
1: Yeah, I have a few trusted people that I'll, I'll send some bigger stories to. You know, and mm-hmm. on the daily stories, you don't really have that opportunity because that stuff is kind of going up. But if it's like a bigger feature story that you have some time, um, yeah, I have this one uh, editor who's a, an advisor to me, um, he'll read my stuff and kind of tell me, all right, I like this. I like the flow of that. Maybe restructure this. Not necessarily telling you how to write it, just showing you, hey, there are other ways to look at this. Here's how the audience may perceive that. Because I think a lot of times when you sit with words so long for so long and you kind of had this idea of what you want it to be, you don't forget what the audience is going to think. You just, you have to think about it from a different angle. You, you have to Let somebody else look at it sometimes or even just take your eyes off of it, meaning close that laptop and don't look at it for, you know, 24 hours or whatever, maybe if you have that time, obviously, because a lot of times you can stare at that screen to the point where you could trick yourself into thinking that, you know, (laughs) it's better than it is or it's worse than it is. Either way, it can go either way. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So for entrepreneurs, like the message. such a critical piece so you mentioned like knowing your audience Mm -hmm. so talk to us a little bit about like how do you focus in on what your message is and how do you get a sense of what the audience wants to hear
1: yeah so for the business journals in particular you you know you're writing to the business community you know they want to know about deals they want to know about best practices they want to know what competitors are doing they want to know what people in other industries are doing so a lot of that comes from your sourcing right sometimes you just straight up ask people hey what do you want to read about what are you interested in what are you hearing in your sector um, that can make for an interesting piece and then you kind of pull pull string from there Um, I think it's a situation where you always have to be curious if you're curious about something as a reporter chances are the audience is going to be curious about it too so as long as you chase your nose in that way you'll come out well
0: so you're an award winning journalist and <laughs> you do this pretty well. Thank so you. talk Thank to you. us a little bit about like how or what advice would you share for entrepreneurs that want to get better at being more clear and concise in their writing? So we don't want to send the six paragraph email mm. to a potential lead. Like, how do you get to the message?
1: Again, what I say writing, a lot of writing is rewriting, right? If when you think about it, how many of those six paragraphs are actually relevant to the point? How many of those paragraphs are just you mumbling on before you actually get to where you're trying to get to, right? What is the crux of it? In writing, we call it the nutcraft, which is essentially telling you what this story is going to be about. Why does it matter? Those types of things. So... Think about it through that lens. If you're if you're just reading this email, not as the person sending it, and you were, you were a person receiving this email, what would you think? What would you think was super important? Are there things that you would take out, cut? How can you trim? Maybe combine a couple sentences so that it flows a little bit better. There are a lot of different tricks. And, and again, a lot of it is just... You type up an email, maybe give it a little, a little bit of time. Go back to it, re- read it with what I like to call fresh eyes, and then you maybe see it through a little bit different lens. You can cut those six paragraphs to three, because nobody wants a six paragraph email.
0: Nobody, nobody. <laughs> so, do you have a process like? So you've said a lot of writing is rewriting. You got to be in tune with your audience. So, like, give us a little bit of insight into like your writing process personally.
1: Yeah. So. Pretty much anything I write, I do what I like to call um, a word vomit, where I literally just sit down and every thought that comes to my head, I'm typing it up. I do it on my phone a lot. My notes app is always filled with things where I'm just like, oh, here's how you can tweak that sentence, or here's how you can make that quote a little bit stronger, or here's how you could add some facts and some figures. Um, Sometimes I'll even, if if I have a really long runway for a story, I'll write it By hand sometimes just because it's just a different way of thinking about it. And you you have to kind of slow down a little bit more when you're writing by hand because obviously you can't write by hand as fast as you can type. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of makes you a little bit more uh, precise and um, also gives you – it tricks your mind in a lot of ways in terms of how you're thinking about stories, how you're approaching stories. And it helps you sort of recall conversations you've had with that person, whomever that source may be, or just information in general because you're always sort of um, rethinking about it.
0: So you mentioned stories, and for a lot of our entrepreneurs, they're building a business around their personal brand. They're trying to elevate their thought leadership. So talk to us a little bit about your perspectives on storytelling and how entrepreneurs can get better at telling their story to grow their business.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things I've found with a lot of entrepreneurs that I come across, or just business uh, owners or business people in general, they don't always know what their story is. I think it's a situation where you maybe think, this about your business is interesting, but you're completely missing what's actually interesting about it. And that's where a lot of times, you know, working with a marketing or a PR team to really help you figure out what the crux is. What is the actual pitch? What are you trying to get across to your prospective audience, whether that be, you know, new customers or just people in the community, whatever it may be. So also, you know, call your friends who are writers. I have a lot of people in the business community in Nashville who will reach out to me and say, you know, what do you think about this? How can I get this message across? How can I, I pitch this story, so to speak? Um, and, and I don't mind helping them out. And at the same time, you have to seek out the coverage too. I think a lot of times um, some people, they want to be covered. They want to see new faces, new voices, but they don't want to put themselves out there, which is kind of, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth at that point, right? Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to step into that void. And think about it from the standpoint of it's not just about you and your business. It's about other people who may see you and get inspired by that.
0: So what I'm hearing you saying is (laughs) entrepreneurs need to pitch. Yes. Yes. So talk to us a little bit about what that looks like. Like, are you pitching to a writer? Are you working with a PR team to do that for you? Like, what do you see most often? And maybe even what would you recommend?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously working with a PR team would be be good. At the same time, I don't know what your particular – these particular – People's budgets are right because PR can be expensive. But at the same time, you can lean on other people in the community, um, other writers, or whomever it may be, just to say, "What do you think about this?" I'm not coming to you for any coverage right now, but here's what I'm thinking about in three months from now, so to speak. So you're kind of getting ahead of it, as opposed to you know not giving people a lot of runway because unfortunately, there's just not that big of a media market here in general. So it's a situation where people are just busy, and it's not necessarily ignoring you because they don't like. What, you're, what you have to say, they're just, you know, have a lot of things going on. So I would also say that, again, I want to go back to this point about figuring out what's interesting about your story. If you're pitching a general story, you know, to the daily, that's going to be different from what you pitch to the business journal, you know? So you, you got to know your audience and it's very important. You have to really focus in on that and think about, okay, what about my story about my product or my business, uh, whatever it may be, what makes it quote unquote unique you have to really uh, hammer that home.
0: Where would you say is the place to start? So maybe there's an entrepreneur that's listening that's like, OK, I hear you. I'm going to start pitching myself. I want to get in the business journal. Like, where do you start in that process?
1: I think the simplest thing is just figuring out who, which, which of the reporters um, or editors you can talk to and just say, hey, would you like to get coffee? And then you just ask some questions just like you're asking me. What 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 about my story is interesting to you? What 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 would you need me to talk about if we were to do an interview? Um, and just straight up, you know, people people want to meet you where you're at, so to speak. But you just have to be willing to put yourself out there.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good advice. So, what final advice would you give to someone that's listening? That's an entrepreneur that maybe is in this kind of first phase of entrepreneurship, doing all the things that wants to become a better writer. What tips would you share?
1: I would say journal. When I, when I talked about word vomit earlier don't feel like any thought is is too small to to just write it down because you never know what that could spark in you later right that's why I, that's why that's a big part of my process just sitting down every single thought that I have whether it connects or not it could it, I may never look at it again but a lot of times I'll sit down and, and try to go back through my notes and I'll be like ah you know remember that random thing you thought of two weeks ago uh, building up to the story that turned out to be a big part of the story so Again, it goes back to what I said about figuring out what your story is and hammering that home. Don't be afraid to lean into whatever your brand is or whatever um, makes you special.
0: Awesome. So how can people stay connected with you?
1: Uh, Follow me on all the socials uh, at Mark underscore Burnett. That's M-A-R-Q underscore Burnett. Um, Email me. You know, I'm always around. I'm very available. You know, people people can contact me.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Twin Day Podcast. Follow now at twindaypodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Twin Day Accelerator program, please visit twindayaccelerator.co. I'm Brittany Cole. Until next time, keep thriving.